welcome to a brand new Star Trek podcast. Like, there's not enough of that shit. <laughs> M-Class Podcast. A podcast starring me, Jeff Pennington. And me, Josh Henderson. Our names go together quite well. We were meant to be, is what it was. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I've heard. <laughs> From that's, what, you. that's what people say on the internet people that don't saying, know us. They're saying some things about this podcast already, and it's that we're meant to be together. <laughs> In our first episode of this Star Trek podcast, we're going to be talking about Star Trek The Motion Picture. Yes. And I got the idea to talk about it because Star Trek Beyond had just come out, uh, but it's it won't have just come out by the time we get to that shit. <laughs> No, it will have just come out before, <laughs> like maybe a couple months. You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> Off to a good start in this podcast. But we're gonna get there eventually. Is is the point, right? Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna get there. we're gonna go through all of the movies, all the movies, all the films, and the, we, we yeah. were gonna have a real easy time finding all those movies and watching them because they were all on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Until we decided to make this podcast, and then they were like, guess what, idiots, fuck you. Guess you're torrenting that shit. Yeah, I mean, don't, we got those perfectly legally for anybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> we just didn't get it from Netflix because they're fucking assholes. Yeah, man, I can't, like, Star Trek, the, the movies have been on Netflix forever. Like, they rotate them in and out every now and then, like, they'll put up, like, Undiscovered Country instead of like Wrath of Khan. Yeah, for for a good period of time, they were all they were all there. there. Yeah, the shows are still all there, which is cool. Yeah, but they we're uh, not doing a podcast about the shows. Not yet. Not not yet. One day we'll get to the shows. I'm watching through Deep Space Nine right now, and it would sure suck ass if they took that off. <laughs> and now that I've said that, it's gone. You just, you just blew it, man. You jinxed that shit. <laughs> They left the important ones. They left Nemesis and First Contact. <laughs> the most important Star Trek whoa, movies. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Well, that's like ten episodes from now. <laughs> this is episode one, dude. Yeah, let's talk about Star Trek The Motion Picture. What <laughs> happens in Star Trek The Motion Picture, Josh? The plot. Tell us okay. without saying the word space vagina. <laughs> that's, that's actually, uh, I think, the plot of the Futurama <laughs> spoof of the... Of this movie, the the vagina, the vaginer, vagini, yeah, the, the vaginer, or something like that, some weird name. So in this film, uh, the Star Trek heroes from the original series, uh, Captain Kirk and Spock and Bones and all the others, they're back. <laughs> they're back, baby. They're back from ten years of not being on TV. Wait a second now, Captain Kirk was on TV plenty. He was T.J. Hooker. <laughs> yeah, after this. Oh shit, you're right. Because he was like, man, I'm riding that sweet Star Trek wave. He was something else, wasn't he? He was in a bunch of uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, episodes. Twilight Zone. That's all he had. He's a good. A he was like a stage actor. He was like a uh, like a classically trained actor. Man. Yeah, a lot of the people on this show are actually. Yeah, yeah. I say show like we're not talking about a movie. Show the show movie. Well, that's a good point. We'll get into it later. I got some good points about that. In my brainy thinker, did you, did you take any notes down? No, this? I didn't. You didn't. Shit, I'm did uh, you? super over prepared. For no, that's this. fine. That's great. That's great. No, I uh, I was uh, not around today, and I was, but I was thinking about this show because 
it was better than what I was doing. So, <laughs> so that's what I was doing. Um, anyway, the plot of the movie. Um, there is a, uh, a a probe, some some kind of storm um, in the space. The intruder, they call it. The intruder, which sounds awesome. And um, it's just fucking everyone's shit up. Um, things are getting eaten up by it. Klingons can't even deal with it. Yeah, the Klingons they- find a fucking anomaly in space, and the first thing they think to do is fire photon torpedoes at it. Klingons. That is classic Klingon. <laughs> Textbook. <laughs> Textbook Klingons. So, what happens then? Then it's headed toward the Federation, right? Like, it's yeah. headed toward Earth. Like, there's an outpost out there in deep space. Yeah, it's not, like a, not a deep space outpost, but one no. that's in deep space. It's like a communications outpost. And they see it and relay it to the Federation, and they put the newly refit... Enterprise yes. back into business. The Enterprise, yeah, they they uh, re- they re- retrofitted it or whatever. It's all new, brand new looking. Um, but it's all effed up. It's all broken. Like nothing works right, right? Yeah, especially the transporters. Which which is cool, <laughs> because who didn't watch Star Trek and want to see that shit happen? God. Even now, watching that scene where the two people, like, disappear in the transporter, the sound effects of them, like, screaming... It's horrifying, dude. It's terrifying. Dude, it's horrible. Like, I like, dribble a little every time. It's 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 very, it's really scary. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, holy shit. Like, like because, like, I don't know. I Obviously, I'm not that old, and I don't think you are. Uh, we were not alive for the show. No. <laughs> and I not wasn't alive quite. when this movie came out. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't alive when this movie came out. So, for to put this movie in sort of a context for um, f- uh, like new Star Trek fans, like this was like a big deal for for old Star Trek fans because uh, not many television shows were made into movies in the seventies. No, not at all. This is an era when like movies were movies and television was television, and they were separate. There was a clear division, and they. they I don't remember any crossover, honestly. Nash. Besides, Maybe yeah, well, Mash, Mash was the movie and then became the TV right, then show. That was more common. Which was, which, it was more common, but that's also a, like pretty rare. Like that's, yeah. like, n- Nair did the did the did the lines cross between movie and TV back in 1979, right? Right. Let alone a um, 60s science fiction show that was canceled after three seasons. <laughs> it was like a cult show that was like yeah. only popular with like basement dwelling weirdos and they were not yeah. the main audience for shit like they are now yeah and basement dwelling weirdos back in 1979 were actual basement dwelling weirdos oh like yeah they were they were like they didn't go to to school and talk about star trek like they that didn't happen you'd so. end up with your face in a toilet pretty quick yeah swirlied <laughs> those were the days when nerds were swirlied like they were meant to be alpha beta <laughs> Yeah, nerds back then were how, like, cartoons portray nerds now. Now. That's actually how they were. Yeah, that wasn't a fake funny thing. That was real. It was, like, real bullying. It was, like, real sort yeah, of, like, like, discrimination. Yeah, it's like, kids died. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, he said I was a nerd and, like, called me gay or whatever. It was right. like, they took me outside and shot me and now I'm in a coffin. <laughs> because I liked Star Trek a lot. He's right, man. He's right, everybody. This is exactly what happened in 1979. I am definitely not exaggerating at all. This is 100% how it was. So, yeah, so this is like a big deal, right? Like, 
They made a movie about Star Trek, and Star Trek, even in 79, was very popular. Um, I'm going to say that this movie got made because Star Wars was made. Uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, it was diving back into the old standbys. Like, what do we have that can compete with this? How about Star Trek? It's got the same word in it. Right, right. And and a a lot of this, too, was like what Lucas would later do with the prequels. He was like, well, now I can... You know, the, the Par- Paramount and Star Trek, whoever, you know, Gene Roddenberry, was like, I, we can make uh, this look like how I w- thought it was. Yeah. Because in the 60s, like, that shit is, like, bad. Like, <laughs> it's it's bad TV, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's just what it is. Well, there's, like, uh, the thing is, the movie wasn't even the first idea. They were going to do, like, a Phase 2 series. Yeah. And then Star Wars hit it big, and they were like, holy yeah. shit. Movies about sci-fi can be profitable now. Right, we can make money. And so they changed everything around. They were like, all right, you got like one year to do this fucking movie. This super huge sci-fi movie. And Uh Roddenberry had pretty obviously just seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. He loved it. You can tell (laughs) because, my God, there's a lot of shit porn in this movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, the first reveal of the Enterprise is like 38 minutes long. of It feels like around it. (laughs) When you watch it, like... Like the for the first time, like even when I saw this movie for the first time, like I, I was appreciative of that. Like I, it was cool, you know. And I and I can only imagine like what Star Trek fans thought, um, about it then to see the Enterprise oh like look like it did. Um, we take it for granted now because everything looks like flashing lights and shit, and everything's fancy and computers and shit. But um, yeah, this was like a big deal. Like this was like. People got to see the Enterprise, and man, did they fucking show that shit. Like, Oh, yeah. They were going all out on this one. I mean, uh, critics at the time, their biggest complaint was that there was more special effects than there was acting yeah. in the movie. If Star Wars and, is like the playboy of science fiction, fantasy, like space movies, <laughs> then this movie is like the hustler. It shows everything. They are spreading those lips open. <laughs> There's space lips. There's, dude, the Enterprise just spreads its nacelles, and there's just <laughs> 15 minutes of it just showing you its space pussy. Like, it was very appreciated. I mean, that's like a, a long scene or whatever, and I guess I'm skipping ahead real quick, but there's yeah. a scene later on where they finally like uh, penetrate the um, intruder's energy field. Yeah, it has like a, a storm around it. It kind of yeah. looks like the storm from like Mad Max, right? Like yeah. It's, it's like that. It's like a big wavy storm thing yeah. made out of like uh, 80s Blue. effects before <laughs> 80s happened. And they fly into it and then they fly over top of the intruder itself and that yeah. scene takes legit oh, it's 11 forever. minutes. Yeah, it's forever. Of I them mean, slowly panning over top of it and... I'm a very patient guy. I love 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I like went and got like a soda, made a sandwich, and came back and it was still going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's um Yeah. I, I I don't know. That that's probably the the thing that this movie is most known for, right? Like it's <laughs> it's I'm going to say it's a very good Star Trek movie. Um Oh yeah. We'll get we'll we'll talk about more like of the plot like so like the crew has to fix the ship and they're on, on like this deadline to go find whatever's going on. Um, there's some new members of the crew, right? There's 
There's two. Yeah. There's two. <laughs> There's two. Uh, bald Sinead O'Connor. What's Ilya? her name? Was that her name? Ilya. Ilya. Uh, who is a rest Delton. In, rest in peace, Ilya. Ah! <laughs> Door to South. Yeah, Ilya's in this movie. She's a Delton. A Delton, yeah. And they're like... Um, Sort of like pre-Betazoids, right? Like they're kind of. Yeah, they have like, they're not explicitly called psychic, but they have that like I'm a weirdo psychic thing about them. Yeah, they're they're highly empathic. Uh, they're kind of kind of intuitive, sort of. Yeah, and they're, our yeah. other new character is Decker, who <laughs> uh, gets fucked over for the entire movie and is a great big whiny bitch about it. Yeah, that guy, that actor. Uh, he deserves it because I think he like molested kids. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't remember his name. I had the IMDb. If up, it's but... if it's not true, it's true now. It's true. I believe <laughs> I'm. I believe it's true. I, maybe I'll get a cease and desist at some point. <laughs> but I think it's true. He was on a uh, that that Jesusy show. Um, fuck, you're dude. gonna have to narrow it down. <laughs> Bible man. <laughs> Bible Adventures for the Nintendo. Is that was that it? the one? Was he Moses in that he one? Was, he was Moses. <laughs> he was Moses. His name is Stephen Collins. Okay. Did he diddle children or not? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. You I'm know on what? The yes. IMDb. They don't say that. They don't have the year listed and said diddled children on IMDb. <laughs> they that haven't done that. Yet. That year. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. He was the dad oh, on Seventh yeah. Heaven. I yeah. knew he had a face I didn't just I just didn't like. Yeah, he's got one of those faces, and in this movie, he is a he's the he's the commander. Yeah, he's the, the captain to begin captain. with, and That's then right. Kurt he, rolls in, and he's like, "I'm the captain now." Yeah, because he's an admiral, and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm the captain. I'm taking over," and he takes it real good. <laughs> yeah, he does. I love how a lot of the movie is spent like being like Decker's, like, "Don't do this, Captain Kirk," and he's like. Who's the captain, motherfucker? <laughs> Dude. It's not you anymore. <laughs> yeah, Captain Kirk kind of is like a douchebag. He really is. Like, I wrote down in my notes that only I took. Uh, <laughs> our introduction to Kirk is just him being a dick to a Vulcan. Yeah. Classic Kirk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, he just, dude, he's like, I'm getting back in the game, and no one's gonna stop me. It's like, it's like when you're like, dad gets Tinder, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you can't stop him. Like, he's gonna use Tinder. Like, Kirk's gonna take the Enterprise back. Like, that's, he saw that shot of it just spreading into the cells, and he was like, I'm getting in on this. I actually, I actually wrote down, Kirk stares at the Enterprise like a teenager stares at Red Tube. Dude, that's great. That's great. Like he I just like has how we both look on his face like I'm gonna fuck that ship. Yeah, he loves it. It's he, dude. It's his. Um, it's his one true love. Yeah, yeah. That's the so, plot of the next movie, actually. Yes, that's. We'll get there in a couple of months, maybe. <laughs> Whenever we do another one of these, if ever. <laughs> so what? So what happens? What happens next? I don't. I don't. They go Where and they were fix we? the ship. They were they were at the ship, right? We we had the accident, the There's transporter like, accident. Yeah, so they're tra- they're fixing the transporter, and like they have to beam people up, and the transporter kills them and yeah. turns them into like a nightmare, like a living nightmare. <laughs> even though um, William Shatner is like a really good actor, usually he delivers the worst line in his career. Yeah, where he like 
this horrible fucking accident has just happened. Like, people are screaming as they're melding into a horrible yeah. abomination that no man <laughs> should lay eyes upon. And he says, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. I don't know. I think it's great. It's a great scene because it's yeah. like, you don't, I don't, I don't, to my knowledge, there's no, nothing like that. In any Star Trek. No. Before it, or after. I mean, they fuck with the transporter and sometimes you get turned into a ghost, but yeah, you never you, die. Like, you don't you turn never, into, a, like, a fucking flesh golem or anything. Yeah, you're, you're not the fly. Like, you're not Jeff Goldblum. Like, oh, it's a little happen. out of place, though, that, like, that scene happens, and then, like, not the next scene, but it's the one after when, like, they're, like, two people are to beam aboard or whatever, but one of them is refusing to beam, and Kirk just, like, beams Bones on fucking against his will. Yeah, and Bones like, did looks you like... did you not just see what happened? <laughs> Bones looks like he was hanging out with Jack Kerouac. He's, like, fucking <laughs> hippie. Like, he looks like a fucking, like, beat poet, and he's wearing, like, a he tunic. Looks like, he looks like Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. <laughs> He does. He looks like Barry Gibb's like weird uncle who they had to give like a backstage pass. He looks to. like Barry Gibb does now. <laughs> if he anybody looks like Barry aged Gibb's dick. <laughs> if anybody aged poorly in the Star Trek cast, it, it was had to DeForest, be DeForest Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. He was an old man even then, man. Oh like, yeah. Well, when he shows up on the next generation, he's supposed to be what, like a hundred and fucking fifty or something? And, and he is. They didn't even use makeup <laughs> on him. They actually put prosthetics on him to make him look younger in that episode. <laughs> they put prosthetics on him to prop his dead body up. <laughs> oh my god. People are going to think we hate Star Trek. No, I love Star Trek. It's it's one of the things I love most on the fucking planet Earth. It's it's great. It's a great... Uh, this movie is great. I don't know. This movie gets a lot of shit for the, for the ship... Um, the ship gratuity. If you're not um, watching this movie for ship pornography, you're watching it for the wrong reason. You, you might be watching it because you like the guy from Seventh Heaven. That might be the reason. <laughs> he does have a huge slobbering fan base, I hear. <laughs> In prison. There he is. <laughs> Hopefully. 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 Get him off of my streets. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh, he does say that all the time, everybody. <laughs> A fun fact that has nothing to do with anything is yeah. that, uh, you know Luoxana Troy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in this movie. She, she is Dr. Chapel. She's Dr. Chapel. And she I was Nurse Chapel. She was, yep. And yep. even funner fact, she is the voice of every computer in Star Trek The Original Series. She's the series computer voice. In The Next yeah. Generation. Yep. She has her hands in more Star Trek shit than her husband, she, Gene Roddenberry, she was did. Married, yeah, she was Gene Roddenberry's wife. Yeah, she was supposed to be the secondary character for the show when it was Captain Pike. Oh, really? Yeah, and the fucking, like, NBC higher-ups was, were like, we don't like her. <laughs> Take her out of here. And Gene was like, all right. He was like, well, I got this one guy who pauses every few seconds. I guess <laughs> I could put him in. And the rest was history. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kirk... When Ilea first uh, speaks to him, uh, yeah, she, he says like I have uh, full confidence in Commander Decker, and then mm -hmm. he says and in you, and she says my oath of celibacy is on record. Yeah, immediately. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange it's a strange few moments aboard the new Enterprise. <laughs> Kirk's reputation precedes him so far. <laughs> 
that that's the first thing this woman says to him. I'm not going to fuck you, Captain Kirk. <laughs> don't say anything nice to me ever, because I'm not putting out. I'm not doing it. I don't want to hear it. Kind of have a thing for Decker, though, because I heard he likes kids. Oh. So I'm going to shave my head and look like a toddler. Oh. Sometimes you go a little too far on the M-Class podcast. We're learning. We're learning as we go. Speaking of going too far, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Travel forward with us. 300 years into the future to confront the greatest mystery ever to threaten mankind. We are aboard a huge starship called the Enterprise. This is the return of Captain Kirk. An alien object of unbelievable destructive power is less than three days away from this planet. Mr. Spock. I offer my services as science officer. Dr. McCoy. Scotty. And joining them on their mission, Commander Will Decker and Navigator Ilea. I'm sorry. That you left Delta IV? Or that you didn't even say goodbye? So, Ilea, the Deltan, is uh-huh. uh, a big player in this movie. She's on the fucking poster, even. Yeah. Uh, sort of. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, they have to go into the cloud, which takes forever. It's, it is an 11-minute-long scene of very slow panning over really, really awesome practical effects and miniatures. It's cool. Um, it's it's not 11 minutes cool. It gets old. <laughs> yes. It's, it is uh, the one part in the whole movie where I was like, can we just fucking hurry this up? Yeah, this movie, I don't know how long it is. Um, but it I is think it would be two hours and 12 minutes long. It would be an hour and a half without all the ship crap. Oh, yeah. Um, I doubt it would even touch that, honestly. <laughs> but at one, they okay, so they get a warp, right? And then they hit like a wormhole or something, right? Yeah, that that seemed a little gratuitous to me. They needed something to do. It they was were like, it was to show that the engines, like the warp drive, was fucked up. It created a wormhole instead of dropping them into warp space. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, so it which would come in handy later if you know. They knew how they did that. Because <laughs> wormholes are, like, way faster than warp drive. Yeah, and, but at this point, there was no such thing as, like, a stable wormhole, so you'd get shot out wherever. You don't yeah, know you where might, the fuck you're going. You might get this. Well, they almost get destroyed, too, yeah. so. Here's the thing I wanted to say about this movie and, like, the reboot films. I feel like, and I'm not trying to get into it too much. <laughs> That's not the subject of this podcast. <laughs> it's it's not, but it, I am talking about this film specifically. Okay. I feel like the the growing pains of this movie because at this point Star Trek like wasn't an established anything. No, really. this is the very first movie. This is the first movie and like the Star Trek universe um is contrary to like Star Wars. Maybe Star Wars does this a little bit, but it, it's ever growing, like it's ever expanding and changing, right? Yeah. And, and this universe hadn't found its its like stride yet. Like this is still the original cast coming off of the '60s show, so they they were just doing stuff, right? Like they were just like whatever, throw it against the wall. They go through a wormhole, whatever. And I feel like those lessons were were taking the wrong way in like the new films. Because I, I notice a lot of weird, 
sort of similarities. Well, there, those and, lessons were completely ignored in the new films. I really doubt that J.J. Abrams or anybody else has really even spent any time watching the old movies. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like he maybe watched like, like the part with uh with Aaliyah and Kirk and, and where she's like, I'm still celibate. Like, I feel like that was like a thing he watched and he was like, Oh, we'll put that in. Yeah, Kirk's a slut. Kirk's <laughs> you know gonna I mean? stick his dick in everything. Yeah, that's his gonna, only character trait. He's gonna fuck an alien, right? Like that's like a thing. Um, but also just sort of like the. I mean, obviously, like, do you, do you remember, like, the trailer for 2009 Star Trek? Yeah. The, the first one where it was, like, the ship being made. Like, I loved that trailer because it reminded me of of this movie. Like, it reminded me of, like, oh, there's the Enterprise. Like, there it is. Like, they're making it. That's great. It was a weirdly quick reveal in the actual movie, though. It felt like it was even slowed down in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I would rather have that the 2000, 2009 Star Trek just be a movie about them actually building the Enterprise? Like, that would be a better movie. <laughs> it's There was this weird, like... I agree. There was this weird, like, need to quasi-please old fans by connecting it to the previous yeah. timeline and shit. That's completely unnecessary, and it gets dragged out all the way to beyond. Well, it's unnecessary, and it's... it's uh, it, they don't do that. Like, they don't connect it. It's, it's not sort of like appease anybody either. It's like we're yeah. wiping out everything that was in that other universe. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. Honestly, like, in my opinion, I know, I know, I'm like, I know my opinions of these movies. I know people are like, they're great, whatever. They're, they're terrible. Um, but I feel like the, like, this movie has like an excuse because like they didn't know what they were doing. And like, I guess that's not an excuse, but like, they didn't find their footing yet. You know? And there's, like, uh, a lot of, um, like, production interference in this movie. Like, apparently yeah. the schedule for making this movie was fucking, like, nightmarish. Yeah. A lot of times they only had one take, which explains, like, the, my God. Yeah, yeah. You know? it explains that. It explains the uh, the filler. I mean, basically it's just filler. It explains why know? Bones walks onto the, um, the deck and off, like, four times without saying a word. During the flight simu- like the flight scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this movie that's kind of awkward. Like, yeah. line deliveries are just kind of strange, or stuff happens that makes no sense. Like, it's I, like they came back for the for the uh, the Hall of Fame game, and nobody played football for ten years. That's exactly what this <laughs> it is. It really is. And they're like, what do we do? Like, what are the plays? Like, I don't remember. And there's, um, there's one moment that specifically made me laugh, and I felt bad for laughing at it. Yeah. But it's when they do, like, red alert and yeah. scramble everybody on the bridge, and people start running laps around the bridge, not doing anything. Because <laughs> they weren't told to do anything. <laughs> they weren't directed. They were they just were like, just look like you're scramble. doing stuff. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the opposite of what red alert is. Red <laughs> alert is, like, get your shit, like, sit down at your station and do your job. And they're like, fuck! We're fucked! <laughs> we're all fucking dead that was weird line choices as well to have them scream we're fucked over all the actors talking that was a little yeah, weird that's really <laughs> I never noticed it but you know you make that point it is it's true <laughs> I never noticed it I was always like yeah that's what I would say so they they float over top of what we come to find out is the V'ger the V'ger yes and we find that out because once they're close enough to it uh it sends like an energy probe inside that electrocutes uh, everybody's favorite character, Aaliyah. Yeah. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. To, ah! to death. 
add that sound effect in. Just cut yourself out and put it in over top. It'll be perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so much work. I'm It'll not doing that. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I, I foresee a lot of put this in and then it's just not <laughs> it's, in at all. It's not, it's not coming. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, so she, it electrocutes her and she, then she abducts gets her. murdered. She gets, like, murderized. It takes her data. It doesn't take, like, her. Yeah. She gets obliterated. Right. And, um... Decker looks just directly at Kirk right after, like a few seconds after, and says, I told you so. <laughs> and yeah. Kirk's like emotional and he's like, oh my god, she's dead. And Decker's yeah. like, I fucking told you, Kirk. I knew this shit was gonna happen, Admiral. <laughs> I feel like Decker should have been the one to show emotion in that scene. Yeah, because he, he and her are a former item, right? In yeah, the, in the that's, movie. There's a lot of emphasis put on that as well when they first yeah. show up on the ship. And then for a while, it doesn't matter. But it comes into play once, uh, I think it's after they're inside the V'ger thing, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, it sends in a probe in the shape of Ilea. So it's like a, it's like an android, right? Yeah. It's like a And Decker something. still really wants to fuck it. Yeah, he's like even more like weirdly. When I was a kid, I was I was like he like likes this version like way more <laughs> than he liked the real one. Like this dude loves robots. He, he's a robosexual. Yes. He's he's all in it for the robo nookie, which comes into play at the end of the movie. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes that uh, the Ilea probe has the nicest gams I've ever seen on a probe gams? before. You said scratch paper before we started the podcast, and now you're I'm throwing four years old, Josh. Are you my grandfather? <laughs> my grandfather be. fought Hitler, and I don't think he said gams as much as you I do. I might be, Josh. I might be. <laughs> I'm younger than you are, you old fuck. I'm like the DeForest Kelly of this podcast. <laughs> I'm like 150 years old. He's a corpse we propped up, and we're just moving his mouth. And <laughs> I'm like, weekend at Bernie's to Forrest Kelly. She's got nice stems. Got, yeah, she's got some good legs. And you can tell that because she's wearing the tiniest bathrobe, like a yeah. child-sized bathrobe. That's why Decker's all about her. That's why Decker likes her, yeah. yeah. I just wonder how they kept from showing the uh, the panties in every scene. Like, how they is did, that Back possible? then, they didn't. There was, like, no rules. It's like the Carrie Fisher thing. Like, Carrie Fisher didn't wear a bra. And she was like, don't they have fucking bras in outer space, George? And he was like, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, you know, because he's like, well, whatever. I'm just saying, we probably don't. It's probably uh, the, the Clone Wars. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that was what he would say then. Uh, <laughs> so I don't remember like what happens. Like okay, so she she so she shows up on the ship. She's like an android or like a duplicate, and then they somehow get down to the to the V'ger, right? Well, that's like, like they, a ways away. That's a ways away. I yeah. don't remember what happens. I'll, I'll like, tell you what happens. Uh. The Ilea probe wants to learn about mankind, so they're like, Decker, uh, oh, yeah, seduce okay. her, I guess. Be her friend. Yeah, be her, take her, her and show her friend. all this stuff. And then for the rest of the scene, like every time he shows her something and says something to her and she reacts, mm -hmm. another character says, she's just a robot, Decker. Yeah. Didn't you tell me to seduce <laughs> her? <laughs> I, like, that's, I feel like there's like parts of this film that like, they forgot to write, or maybe they cut out because, like, it jump, it like it jumps, like it, it goes, it goes right from him 
being like, I told you so, and like, we're, we were an item, but not really anymore, to him, he, like, he like, loves her. And maybe it's because she died. Maybe. And that, like, that'll he feels, do something to you. That'll mess you up, right? But he's, he's, um, he's not proven to be a very good captain of no. a starship he, in like, this movie. He spends a lot of time, like, shitting all over Kirk for his decisions, and yeah. then. He makes some pretty stupid decisions as this movie goes on. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of like a slave to the P, you know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah. a slave to the V'ger, is he what I'm saying. He thinks with his dick. Yeah. He's he thinks with his space dick. He put that V'ger up on a pedestal, that's what he's doing. <laughs> Definitely. So they, they're inside the V'ger, and Spock has some sort of weird, like... And that psychic... takes like a hundred years, right? Like, they float down in space suits. Oh, yeah. They, like, walk down. Like, they don't use a transporter. They, like, float down to this well, thing. Well, like, Spock does it first. He, like, has some sort of weird connection with it. So he like, he's not even on the mission to begin with. We skipped that. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up in this ship that, like, rips its own head off, and the ship, like, its head docks. Yeah. What is up with that, for one? <laughs> They uh they could do it. They were like, do it. <laughs> It'll it look in. cool. No yeah. one asked why there's just a platform with nacelles floating in space. <laughs> yeah, just fuck it. So he it's- he joins the crew. He looks like a fucking pimp when he walks on board. So he's wearing a really cool outfit. Yeah. And then he gets in uh the terrible fucking costumes that are in this movie. Oh, this is straight up 1979 fashion. Like it's god like this is shit you'd see in like the Sears catalog for men. This this fashion time period, me and Mike Sadorf were talking about it with my uncle, weirdly enough, and how like this was like a one and done. Like People don't wear this stuff anymore, and they no. probably never will. That's never I, coming back around. I have a closet full of polyester shirts from the 1970s. I do. Josh, how old are you? I'm 150 <laughs> years old. <laughs> but I, I used to collect them. Like I used to wear them to school. Like In high school, I would wear them. I used to wear polyester shirts to school. I had hair down to my middle of my back. Yeah, I want to point out that Josh was like prom king and shit wearing polyester shirts with like uh, yeah. an Irish man's long fro. Uh, yeah, and I had uh, I used to get the, these like granny pants, like these grandma pants that were like, I mean I weighed like 110 pounds and like I would wear like these like tiny skinny pants that like I'm amazed that they never sent me home. Because my dick was just, like, out, like, the entire... And my dick was, like, a boner the entire time, because, like, You were a school, teenager, man. of course. Yeah, I wanted to bang people. I wanted to. Those days are <laughs> long behind you, thankfully. Now that I'm 150, <laughs> I don't have that urge anymore. <laughs> you had a closet full of polyester shirts. I still do. I still Jesus do. Christ. Anyway, they're wearing, like, <laughs> footy pajamas. Yeah. And that's the fact... They're all wearing, like, pastel blue... It's all earth tones. Yeah, it's like earth tones, and um, it's like Star Wars. Like they ripped that right out of Star Wars. Like it's like Star Wars if everyone in Star Wars wore the same shit and it was terrible. (laughs) Well, when they go to like Yavin, like they're wearing shit like that. Like Mon Mothma, like like in it kind of wears like a robe like that, you know, like Uh, stuff like that. There's there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's sort of picked a little bit from Star Wars, but it's, it's mostly 2001. Yeah, mostly like the uh, like the ship design definitely is two thousand one. Well, the uh, like the inside and shit. But uh, fuck, where was I? Like twenty minutes ago. When we were t- <laughs> um, yeah, Spock has some sort of weird connection with the V'ger that doesn't ever really get explained ever. 
Yeah, he shows up because he's not on the Enterprise, and um, yeah, he was doing his colonor. That's right. He was right. like purging all of his emotions, and he like that's failed right. at it. Yeah, because that's right. He had to to because he's half human and half Vulcan, so he need he was taking the the colonar or whatever to be like full Vulc- Vulcan, like full blown Vulcan circumcision mode. Yeah, like, no emotions, right? He was getting his emotions trimmed off. Yeah, trimmed off. <laughs> he was getting his emotional bris. <laughs> But uh, he joins the crew, and he has, like I said, he has some sort of weird connection. So he uh, steals a, a thruster suit, yeah, which is something that apparently has existed, but nobody sure. ever talked about in the original series. It exists in real life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not. This podcast isn't about real life, though. Oh, Fuck oh, that. oh sorry. Oh, sorry. My bad. Talk about Star Wars. I thought this was the polyester shirt, shirt uh, thruster suit <laughs> podcast. It's my favorite podcast. <laughs> That's the next one I get fired from. <laughs> you made it fucking how long? Like 45 minutes into a podcast without making that joke? <laughs> it's, it's a good joke. I'm never going to stop. No. Well, <laughs> this That's might be the next me. <laughs> This might be the next podcast you get fired from. Keep it up, Henderson. <laughs> so he he steals the thruster suit. He goes out and he has, like, ten seconds of thrust on this suit, which makes it, like, the Useless. worst thruster suit that's <laughs> yeah. ever existed. Yeah. So he thrusts into the V'ger orifice, and he calls it that. It is the V'ger orifice. Yeah, they're not really even trying at this point. It is a giant puckered space butthole. <laughs> and he flies straight into it, and then the scene, the ending scene from 2001 yep. A Space Odyssey yep, happens. Yep, that happens, yep. And uh, he, after, like, what seems like the rest of your life, he reaches the center <laughs> and mind melds with it. Yeah. And which is good that he could do that. It seems like a power he would have mentioned before, that he could just mind meld with essences. With uh, whatever. Yeah, it's just I whatever. I think that happened in the show. I think that actually happened in the show. Does he do it to, like, a robot or something? <laughs> he does it to, a, like, a Danger Will Robinson <laughs> plastic yeah. box robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down that this movie, like, really uh, benefits from the updated special effects and everything. Yeah. It's not just cardboard and blinking lights. Yeah. It's, and, uh, it looks good. Like, it, it's still, it's got a look to it. And that's, uh, that's something that you can't say about a lot of movies now. You all know? the practical effects in this movie are spectacular. There's, yeah. like, some early digital effects that are pretty terrible. Star Trek, and, and Star Trek was always good with that. Like, they were always doing, like like hologram like sort of like like in uh Star Wars like the uh like the Death the, Star model like they were doing stuff like that yeah and like the chess pieces and shit yeah, like that yeah they were doing that shit well I, Star Trek the only special effect in this whole movie that jumped out at me as looking like really terrible is when Scotty and Kirk are on the little shuttle heading towards the Enterprise yeah and they just like digitally imprinted the shot of them standing in the room on the front of it yeah it looks yeah. terrible. It's bad. That Everything was like, else looks spectacular. They hadn't got that one down yet. They were like, we need to work on that one. They're That's all- like a concept shot that like they do that shot in Revenge of the Sith when the when the they crash the, crash the ship onto Coruscant. It looks terrible in that too. And you can tell, right? Like you can t- <laughs> yeah, you can, like you look at it and you're like, oh man, that doesn't look right. So they're still not doing that, right? No. It's, <laughs> you have to, like, bend the image perfectly. It has to be perfect, yeah. And if it looks slightly off, your, your eye will pick you'll it up see immediately. It. Yeah, you'll see it. It doesn't look right. A lot of tiny clay men floating through space 
in this movie that. as well. A lot of that. Uh, Which makes it feel like 2001. Absolutely. Like, it makes it feel like that. Everything in this movie makes it feel like 2001. Especially the end of the movie, which I think is coming. <laughs> it's it's somewhere up there. Uh, Spock <laughs> flies back to the ship. Or, yeah. yeah, he floats back to the ship because he's unconscious, and Kirk catches him, and they return to the ship together. Yeah. And Spock faces no rebuttal. He faces <laughs> no punishment for They're knocking like, oh, out a guy and stealing Spock. a thruster. <laughs> Because Kirk's like, I fucking love you, Spock. It's, yeah. They Him hold hands for a really long time, and I was just thinking, like, this yeah. is where all the fan fiction came from. That's where it was, right? From that 11-minute hand-holding scene. <laughs> Deleted the scene. slow pan over their hands holding yeah. for 11 minutes. <laughs> I forget what Spock even tells him. I think he tells him that it's like a child. Yeah, yeah. He says, like, it's... Something like it's like alive and that it thinks or so. it, basically he's like it's a thing. It don't yeah. you know it's alive. It's, it's, it's a, a thing. being. It's not yeah. just a fucking thing. Yeah. It's and yeah. uh, Viger's like I. They finally make it back to Earth, and Viger fires out these little energy orbs that are gonna obliterate the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "What the fuck could we possibly do?" Yeah. Uh, we're inside its body. We can't fire photon torpedoes at it or anything. What are yeah, we going to do? we can't do? do anything. So we don't find out yet what it is, though, do we? No, not at that moment. Yeah, okay, because, okay. Uh, they're like, what do you even want, V'ger? And v- the V'ger probe says, oh, we want to meet the creator. The creator, yeah. Who the fuck is the creator? Yeah. It's the one that created V'ger. Who's V'ger? It's the one the creator created. It's all yeah, in it's a fucking circle. Loop, yeah, this logic loop. Yep. And, uh... <laughs> Spock says, you know, it's like a child. You gotta treat it like a child. And Kirk's like, well, I'm not telling you shit. I know the yeah. answer, and I'm not telling you. Yeah. Uh, the only way we'll tell is if you take us to V'ger. And then there's a really, really long, slow panning <laughs> scene. Yeah. Where they go to V'ger, and then they get down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, walk across this really fucking awesome-looking matte painting set. It is cool looking. It looks amazing. I want that as a wallpaper where they're standing <laughs> in the bottom corner and you can see all the way to the end of it. That's cool. It's so that fucking cool. sick. And uh, <laughs> they make the long walk and they find out that the V'ger is the Voyager 6 probe yes. f- from the 70s. Which was shot, what, four, three or four years prior? Something like that. To this movie being made? Because so. the script of this movie was originally supposed to be like a TV episode for the Phase 2. Yeah. And it got rewrote into the movie, rewritten, anyway. Yeah. Which you can tell because not a lot goes on in this. Yeah. That was the biggest complaint that like critics and uh, audiences had about it was that yeah. there's not really much that happens in but the it's movie. A star, but it's a Star Trek movie. Like, there are Star Trek... Like, that's, that's, like, some of the most Star Trek-ass shit ever right there. Absolutely. This movie is a Star Trek episode as a movie. The yes. other movies are, like, Star Trek... They are Star Trek. The other movies are. But they're... They don't touch the same ground that the TV show is on. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to be a movie, and they put in more action and more suspense and stuff. But this is straight out of the old show. Yeah. This is, this is like... It's just ripped right out of it. And I, I think that's why this movie, for me, like, holds up well. Because, like, this feels like Star Trek. Like, yeah. the, the solution... So, like, so the solution to the problem isn't shoot a big spaceship with a small spaceship. Or, or you know, fight it. 
like they they like think their way out of it, which is what Starfleet does, right? Like they're, absolutely, they're scientists and explorers. They're not they're not military grunts, like. And that's you know. what the that's what the new movies do right. in, entirely backwards. Starfleet right. is a military for some reason. So so much so that they're wearing like Hugo Boss Nazi outfits, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like that's fucking cr- like that to me is like, why don't you just like I don't know, put a swastika on their arm and like spit on the fucking Federation flag for fuck's sake? Like that's crazy. Like I'm sure there are know. people listening to this. If anyone ever does. <laughs> that's, that are like, why don't you like the new movies? You don't fucking like Star Trek. We'll you're just, get there. <laughs> you're just bitching about it. We fucking love Star Trek. That's why we tend... Like, I don't hate 2009. I don't like it. I hate it. Josh hates it. I hate In the Darkness a lot more. I didn't, to be I, fair, I didn't darkness see Beyond. Is, I, would, I wouldn't wipe my ass with In the Darkness. That it's, is a it's fucking a abomination. It's not a movie. It, it's nothing. I hate um, it. But yeah, like we make fun of this movie, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that like this, like Star Trek took, you know, before the internet, right? Before the the instant complaining machine that we all have right now, the uh, one we're talking into, with the our one complaints. we're talking into with our complaints, <laughs> exactly, ironically or not ironically, uh, like Star Trek took decades to find itself. Like it took like it took one series in the sixties. A couple movies, three or four movies, and then two seasons of another series until Star Trek sort of started to get its feet. Like, that's an incredible amount of time. It would never happen today. It would never, ever happen. No. It if would be you like, don't get it right the first time, you're fucking off TV. Yeah. It, would, it, it, just, it wouldn't happen. And I think, like, that's why Star Trek is so fascinating to me, too, because, like, in, from a writing standpoint, like... They they just tried stuff and like a lot of it worked and a lot of it didn't and it's not it's not perfect but it's it's still pretty good like yeah. even when it's not good it's still pretty good it takes like the writers on these series a long period of time to learn it as well like it, yeah. it's the people who went from like the original series to the next generation the next generation had entirely different writers. And there was a big problem at the beginning of The Next Generation. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was like, look, these characters are from an enlightened age. They're not yeah. just going to petty squabble amongst each other like right, everybody else on fight. TV does. Yeah. yeah. And the writers they brought in had no fucking clue how to write that. Yeah. Like, if we can't rely on petty bullshit infighting for our drama, what could we possibly do? What can we do, yeah. And it took them two seasons to learn what to do. Yep. And that's uh, an outside threat is a lot more pertinent to the federation than uh, petty infighting is right when you're on like literally the edge of your known exist existence like that's a little bigger (laughs) right like 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 neil armstrong goes to the moon with buzz aldrin and like you know buzz aldrin's like farting in his sleep for like the two hours like neil armstrong's not gonna get pissed off at that because you're like on the goddamn moon you know what yeah, i mean you look around at the moon you're like maybe i shouldn't start a stupid fight over nothing you yeah know? maybe it doesn't matter that much right and i mean you have elements in the next generation that are specifically there to cause a little bit of conflict but it yeah. doesn't it doesn't become bickering. It's and more it introspective. It's more, how is this making me feel? It's like therapy. It's yeah. like, why does this make human beings feel this way? I mean, you have a character like Worf, who is like uh, a random element that doesn't really fit into the Federation puzzle. Yeah. 
but he's there's never any scene where he's just like I I don't like the Yankees. <laughs> and right. Picard's like, well, I fucking love the Yankees, you asshole. And they don't <laughs> talk to each other. Yeah. And and more and Worf's not like ah nothing. I I don't fit in. Like he doesn't complain. Like there are there are just always bigger issues. Like like there are be- times where that comes up, but it's yeah, never well, the feels focal bad. point of an episode. Right. right. There's some personal like episodes, but he never takes that out on like the crew or like his. His like friends, you know. Whereas, yeah. like in a in like a suckier show, they, that that character would lash out at the at the friends and be like, "Well, you never you never made me feel this way," you know. Like that's <laughs> that's like what would happen in a shitty show. Yeah. But Star Trek isn't that way. So I mean, even in episodes where it's focused on that kind of interaction, like the one that pops to my mind immediately is the one that just happened a couple weeks ago in Star Trek Hour. Do you know what that is? No. What's that? Star Trek Hour is this like Twitter. I guess I'm gonna shill for him. They, uh, they basically pick a random episode of Star Trek every week, and on Tuesdays, uh-huh. uh, they just start posting questions about that episode for discussion, and you just okay. discuss for with people on Twitter. So it's what we do on Twitter. Yes, but- <laughs> with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> but with people I don't like. <laughs> um, the one that came up recently was the Riker's dad episode. Yeah, yeah. Where Riker's dad comes back and he's like, well, I want a relationship now. And Riker's like, well, you probably shouldn't have left me an orphan at 15 then, you old fucking bastard. Yeah. And that episode ends with the most realistic, like, father-son schism thing I've ever seen, where Riker Mm. just says, well, I don't want to deal with it. And old Riker says, all right, and then they leave. Yeah, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. That's, like, what happens with, with people. That's... I can attest to that. That was <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens, man. Like that yeah. was far more realistic to me because there are people in that episode who do like the cliche fucking uh, TV thing where they're like, "Well, he's your father, right? Right. You should give stuff. him the time." Yeah. And the whole episode, I'm just like, "Well, he's a fucking asshole. Why does yeah. he have to mend bridges with this old fuck?" Yeah, and he's like, "I'm fucking William T. Riker. T. Is it T? I think so. Yeah." He's like, I'm William Riker, fuck you, I'm gonna run this shit. It is T, because Thomas, Thomas Thomas Riker later on. Thomas Riker, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is William T. Riker, who's one of the coolest characters. He's great. I I got a beard, and I wonder what that's about. (laughs) My my dad had a beard. Talk talk about dad problems. (laughs) Uh... Anyway, I think we were talking about Star Trek The Motion Picture. All right, let's take a break real quick. Shit! And we'll be right back. All right. It will startle your senses. Challenge your intellect. And alter your perception of the future. By taking you there. Star Trek. The motion picture, rated G. All right, so we were talking about the motion picture. Mm-hmm. We were not talking about the next Thomas generation. Riker. Not at all. Not for one second. <laughs> that didn't happen for half the podcast. Nope. Uh, so they find out the V'ger is the Voyager, and it wants to send its information back to the creator. Uh, yeah. However, Voyager has gained sentience and wants to trap its creator so that it can fuse with it. Yes. Uh, which 
Uh, now we're getting into some like pseudo religious territory, which yeah, Star Trek's pretty good at doing um, in a science fictiony way. It's never like shoved down your throat either. It's never like the moral yeah. of the story is never God is great, right? Or anything. God's, real. God's a real person. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's just it's always uh, uh, an allegory, an analogous tale to maybe what uh, religion is thought of, right? Ooh, I like that. You're using like $10 words here. <laughs> $10? I'm full of $10 words. That's Actually, something I'm else an old man would say. That is exactly, <laughs> dude, you are a fucking, you're like my pop-pop, dude. I might be. Um, oh, shit, time the, travel. The Voyager probe uh, wants to join with its creator, and Kirk is like, we're your creators, here's the code. Yeah. He has Uhura look it up, Uhura does something in the movie. She computer. looks up a code. <laughs> she looks up the computer uh, code on the computer, yeah. And she gives it to him, and uh, the Voyager's like, no, I want to join with the creator. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. I gotta do it. And yep. Kirk's like, well, no. Yeah. And then uh, Decker, who's also there, says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> says, well, I'll do it. And yeah, Kirk's like, are it. you fucking crazy? And he's like, well, I want this just as much as you want to be on the Enterprise and be captain. So I guess there's that uh, parallel. <laughs> I want to fuck this robot just yeah. as much as you want to fuck the Starship Enterprise. You love your machine, I love my machine. It's a pretty close parallel when you think about it. Except for one of them gets turned into a living god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Decker joins with the V'ger probe that's shaped like his dead girlfriend. <laughs> Joins and, with, in quotes. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the beginning of Quantum Leap, if I remember. It's exactly like the beginning of Quantum yeah, Leap. He's it's like the in same that, special effect, even. He's in that wind tunnel, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> later on, Scott Bakula would be Captain What's-His-Face on the show I don't like. Captain Archer on the show that you're going to watch. <laughs> Eventually. That's the last one we'll get to. There's no movie for that one, though. Hopefully so. I'll be dead by then. Well. <laughs> if I keep talking very like old. that, I might be. <laughs> We are very old. <laughs> uh, so the th everything starts exploding for some reason, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess they have to run away really fast because, uh, one, there's a big explosion. And two, uh, the <laughs> envelope of oxygen that the V'ger opened is probably not going to be gonna open last. very much longer. Yeah. So they get in the Enterprise. They leave the space butthole. Yeah. And uh, they fly out, and then everybody sits around like, that's a good job we just did. We did it. We everyone is we totally fine. everyone Dude, there. Everyone is totally fine with Decker. Captain Decker. <laughs> a captain in the fucking Federation who, like, it takes, like, years to become a captain. They're just fine with that. He's done. He's, he's, I think there's, is there a narration at the end where no. they explain, like, what happened or something? Like, isn't there, like, a... Dude, there's it wasn't something the version I watched. There's somebody's like, oh, he like he's like in a different realm now. I think it's Spock. He's like, oh he's, yeah, he's in the like whole, a different. The whole thing that Voyager wanted was to know what was beyond our universe. Yeah. Um. So joining with a human being was supposed to be able to like expand the horizons and go into right. different universes and shit. Yeah. So they go to a different dimension, essentially, right? And is what we would say now. Yeah, keep in mind, this is the Voyager probe. Right. Voyager 6. It's like your phone in your pocket is like a million times faster than the Voyager probe. Yeah, the like, Voyager probe knows nine numbers and can put them in different sequence. That's it's, it. 
It's a shitty calculator, is all it is. <laughs> and they shot it into space, and they, ra- they, they, they shot it around Jupiter, and it just flew into space forever. And it's still out there. It's going. Like, it's it's, it's going. not out there anymore. It attacked the planet Earth with orbs. <laughs> oh, right. Well, it, we haven't gotten there yet. It's and, not 2280 And what's his face yet. from Seven Heaven gave up his life? <laughs> he gave up his life when he touched those kids. Oh, no. Don't do it. <laughs> don't don't be touching kids. If you learn any lesson from M Class Podcast, it's don't be touching children. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> so, so the, the what, thing that makes me laugh though is that they're like, we did it. Yeah. Yeah, they're happy. <laughs> they're they're uh it's 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 like the end of an episode. Like they didn't know how to like end the movies yet. Like like this is what I mean. Like they just they didn't have that sort of sense of like Mission accomplished, but sadness. That was bittersweet episodes in the series, but for some reason they just didn't do that in the movie. They thought I, I, I think that they thought, and I don't know, but I think that they thought that since this is like the first one back, and they didn't know if there was going to be another one, they didn't, you know. Yeah. That they had to end this on somewhat of like a high note. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It had to go out with them, sort of. On top, and we did it, and we saved Earth, you know. Even though, like, maybe, like, maybe they did, I don't know. Like, Who knows what the V'ger's gonna do now? Yeah, the V'ger is in a different dimension outside of ours. Like, I don't know. That shit could be, like, Dr. Manhattan. Just make you explode. (laughs) A fun fact that's not related to anything. Did you know Mm -hmm. that in DC Comics right now, the universe was created by Dr. Manhattan? I didn't know that, but that is stupid. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> there was this big mystery. We had to explain that one, I there guess. There was this big mystery, and Batman found the comedian's uh, smiley face button in a cave. Oh my god, With this the blood is so splatter dumb. on it, and he was like, huh, what does this mean? And then it was like, at the end of Watchmen, when Dr. Manhattan was like, I'll go create my own universe, he yeah. created the DC universe. <sighs> comic books are just out of ideas, man. I love comics, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, doesn't Spider-Man, like... Doesn't Spider-Man, like, die and then come back as a zombie or some shit? Isn't Spider-Man, that, that was, like, fucking ten years ago, Josh. That's how, that's how old I am. <laughs> he died, and he then makes he a came deal back, with the devil. He, yeah. That was, like, later. When he died, he, like, came out of a cocoon and had different weird spider powers. I remember that. I remember that. And then yeah. later on, he. Aunt May died, and he made a deal with the devil That's to give up his was. marriage That's to save well. old ass fucking Aunt May. Yeah, I mean. Who's going to die of fucking, like, arthritis <laughs> complications in well, one year? Well, she's an old woman in her 70s, probably 80s. So her heart has, like, two ticks left in it. Because old women die from heart disease, like, all the time. Well, the whole point of it was Joe Quesada, the editor-in-chief, like, hated his fucking wife. Yeah. Oh, so so he wanted to get divorced. Yeah, he lived vicariously through Spider-Man. Well, you could just get a regular divorce and not make Spider-Man shitty. Yeah, Spider-Man was shitty for a real long time. There was a couple (laughs) good things, and then, like, it started to get good again. And then they were like, actually... Dr. Octopus switches <laughs> brains with him, and Spider-Man gets murdered. <laughs> and Dr. Octopus just lives in his body, and nobody knows. So, a good, uh... A good, uh, segue would be, as stupid as you think Star Trek is... <laughs> Read mainstream superhero comics. There are always more <laughs> stupid things. 
It's been like 10 years since I followed mainstream superhero comics. They used to be pretty good. Well, you didn't have to you don't have to anymore because like you can just go watch the movie that comes out every year or maybe two movies that come out every year that They're are getting like worse every time. <laughs> this is like a whole other podcast by we the way. We can't get into that. This is like a whole I don't know the, if people are ready for that the, one. <laughs> the movie is over. We get the happy ending. Yeah. Decker fucks his robot wife in another dimension. Fucks her into another dimension. Damn. Which is crazy. He was holding off for a real long time. I guess he was pent up. So was she. Celibacy oath, man. Yeah. She just didn't want Kirk to fuck her. That was just lying, you think? <laughs> you think she was just... That's something that like frustrates me about <laughs> the new movies. Yeah. Uh, since we're just segueing left and right. Yeah, yeah. Something that frustrates me so much is, like, the characters got boiled down to their, like, most essential parts. Yeah. And for a lot of characters, that makes sense. Like, uh, fucking uh, Sulu's Sulu. action man. Yeah, sure. And Chekhov is, like... Uh, kid boy. Kid kid <laughs> child. Yeah, he's, like... And Scotty Robin. is, like, problem McScottish accent. Yeah, yeah. And problem solver McScottish accent. Yeah. Uh, Kirk is just, like asshole yeah, he's, just a dick he's a horny asshole that's yeah. his personality and well, that that's is... what they do that's I, I think you know again like we're not at we're not at 2009 yet but like we're like, in 1979 right we're in 1979 <laughs> so we're a little bit behind but like the deltons right like they're a species that were made up for for this movie like yeah. they were never in star trek prior and i don't know if they've ever been in star trek since i don't even think there are deltons in like the MMO. There might be, but, like, that's... Yeah, we don't talk about the MMO on this <laughs> well, podcast. Everything's in the MMO, man. Like, that shit is, like... Yeah, you can play built. as a fucking Gorn in the yeah. MMO. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, like, I feel like like some of those lessons from this movie were were used in, in 2009. Like, what's the first alien you see in, in Star Trek 2009? It's that weird bug-eyed lady. And it's like, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? Yeah, it was just a random species, and that's random. something you and I have talked a bunch about, is that they have all these fucking species that they could put in these movies put them in. as background characters, and you never see any of them. Put a fucking Andorian in there, man. Like, put something in. Andorians like, founded the fucking Federation. They're, they're the one of the yes. founder peoples. Founding world. Tellarites, Andorians, Vulcans, humans. You don't put see them fucking in. Tellarites ever. Though yeah. there's a little bit in the original series, and then you don't see him again until Enterprise. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know where you see him? Enterprise. They look really cool in Enterprise. They are actually pretty cool in Enterprise. There's all this like, um, they're fun. There's all this like speculation that Star Trek was like uh, high fantasy in space. Oh, I've said that a million times. Yeah, I've there's said elves. that too. There's, there's elves. Orcs. There's dwarves. The Tellarites. Yeah, the Tellarites. There's, there's orcs. There's the Klingons. There's dark elves. The yep, Romulans. There's, dark, yes. there's goblins. The Ferengi. Yep. yep. There's it's, zombies. The Borg. There's, yeah. It's dude. It's 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 what it is. That's it's really so what it awesome is. though. I fucking love that. It's great. Is we actually like Star Trek? If you're listening to this part, if you're listening to the rest of it, we made a lot of jokes, but that's because we both like uh, comedy in a podcast. There was a time um, nobody remembers this time except for us 150 year olds. But there was mm. a time when if you liked something, you were able to make fun of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that seems like a foreign uh, thing now, but people who are I'm gonna say well adjusted. Uh, who don't have self-confidence issues. <laughs> I, I don't able... know jack shit about this, Josh. 
<laughs> well, those people, they're able to make fun of things and be comfortable making fun of the things that they love. Oh, yeah. I know you know this about me, and we know this about each other. That's why we wanted to do the show. We both love Star Trek a lot, and we both know a lot about Star Trek. Like, We've devoted, like, way too much of our lives yeah, to the series. Yeah, a sad amount. A sad amount of like, time. Like, an amount that, like, people probably shouldn't know about. Yeah. Like, an obsessive amount of time. A lot of time. But <laughs> making fun of something you love is, like, it's just as natural as breathing to yeah. me. It's You're not making fun of it, like, in a mean way. You're just, like, it's how you enjoy something. Yeah. You get a little bit of extra enjoyment by, like, pointing out the silly stuff. Right. And, there and Star are, Trek has a lot of silly it's stuff. It's a lot of silly stuff. So would you give this podcast an M-class rating or a D-class rating or a K-class rating? <laughs> or J? Yeah, le- leave a fucking comment about leave. what class rating you would give this planet look up, podcast. Look up the planetary list and see what those mean. <laughs> Look them up. I wonder They're if there. there are people who actually listen to a Star Trek podcast who are like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm a normal well, person, so... <laughs> I'm sure there are normal people. <laughs> I don't know any of them, but There's I'm probably sure there people there. like listening to this podcast who don't know shit about Star Trek. They're just like, I like Josh on Continue. <laughs> well, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> What's an Andorian? <laughs> the movie... High Fantasy... <laughs> You're a bunch of idiots. What is that, some Dungeons and Dragons shit? Sort of Shannara. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just naming fantasy things now. I remember I heard a lot about that on that podcast. You know, Stranger Things. <laughs> I watched all of that. I haven't finished it, so shut the fuck up. Uh, it's pretty good. I really like it. It's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. I'm on episode six... I'm going to go off a little bit on that show. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here about Stranger Things. Um, not going to give anything away. Should I cover my ears? No, 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 no. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Um, so, like, I, before I watched it, like, I was reading a lot of stuff about it and, like, how, like, the references in the show, like, how there's so many references. I think we use that word uh, stupidly now, and we use it like a bunch of idiots now because, like, Okay, so, like, the references in the show are, like, the kid has a Yoda toy, right? And he plays with Star Wars stuff, and he plays D&D. Which so are, those are references? So all of the things that kids did in 1983 are now references. Well, there's a shit, Even though like, the show takes place in 1983. Let's play, let's play a game with our listeners, Josh. Okay, let's play. Go to your favorite wiki... Like, yeah. your uh, fandom wiki. Like, anything. Go to the fucking, I don't know, like Star Trek wiki. Sure. And uh, pick any article that has anything related to the color blue or fastness. Yeah. And scroll down to the trivia section, and I will bet you three million fucking dollars that Sonic the Hedgehog is mentioned in that trivia section as being referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, having, dude, having something in common doesn't make, make it, it a, a reference. reference. <laughs> right? Things can be blue and be separate entire <laughs> entities. Things can go fast and be separate. Things from 1983 in a show where the characters live in 1983 it's are not building. references just because you are watching it now. Those were actual things... And that's what that show does great. They don't. It's not a reference. It's just the kids just play with it because they're kids. Like, well, like any other show, like they'd be sitting there playing Dungeons and Dragons, and he'd be like, "All right, 
everybody get your Dungeons and Dragons stuff out. And he'd look right. right at the screen and right. wink, wink. Did you remember that from when you were not alive yet? <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, they don't have Dungeons and Dragons anymore. They stopped that shit. They stopped, but yeah. But I mean, like, dude, I don't know. Like, I got, I just get, and that's what turned me off on the show. Like, I didn't watch it for like a couple weeks because I was like, I don't know. But like, this show, again, a segue, this show, that show, Stranger Things, is a show made by people who can do more than J.J. Abrams ever could. <laughs> like, J.J. Abrams, There's I the know. There's the relation. There's drawing him back in. I know he watched that show, and I know he is pissed off at it because he can't do that. No. I, he I watched know that show and that. said, they're, they're taking after me. Well, yeah. Because he's completely fucking delusional. Even if they are, which maybe they are in some respects, maybe. Because, I mean, there's a little Super 8, but Super 8 is an homage to the 80s just as yeah, much as this it's, is. It's this basically, is. Stranger Things is just an 80s movie transplanted into the year 20, right. whatever year it is now. And it's just a better made. 16? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just better made. It's, it's, it's really good, and I, I would watch it. And uh, Okay, and uh, stop saying references about stuff. Stop it. Well, don't I'm say learning it. a lot in this podcast. Don't touch children. Don't call things references. Yeah. Maybe we'll Star- talk about Star Trek. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> next time we will. <laughs> this, this movie, like we said before, owes a shit ton to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. If you've never seen that and you've seen this, uh, you're going to think like the exact opposite when you see 2001 and just be like, that shit was in Star Trek. Yeah. But no, they 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 knew they they were fans of Arthur C. Clarke and they knew like what they were doing, especially like with with like what you said with Spock going into the space butthole. That's like that's a straight. I don't know when homage becomes ripoff. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I mean, we he's d- wearing like the same it's space the same suit, suit with suit. the it's, same glass. It's and the same. Suit. It's like they got it from the set. I mean, <laughs> it's like they were like Stanley. Can we borrow your 2001 spacesuit? And he was like, I guess I'm Stanley Kubrick. I don't know. And they just used it. Like <laughs> That's what? A good Stanley Kubrick impression. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Do the take seven million more times. Go out and take pictures of the doors in town. <laughs> Did you ever watch that documentary about him? Yeah. Oh my god, what that's a fucking, fucking nut job! And then the, he made his—it was his nephew, right? He made him go take pictures of the doors, and then when the nephew developed the film and brought it back, he was like, "No." Go out and take a ladder. So he had to go out and take a ladder and stand on this ladder and take pictures of the doors, dude. Uh, you can just do that shit when you're the director. Who's gonna well, tell when you're, you no? When you're crazy and you're like an artor, people just do stuff for you. Yeah. I guess. I don't Are know. there any artors anymore? No, not really. Uh, maybe all... Quentin Tarantino. Maybe Quentin I mean, Tarantino. I would say he probably is. He's still like trying to do stuff that's like out of the norm, like stuff that's yeah. more real, like. It's thoughtful. It's it's like what, what was yeah. the last movie he did? The one where they're all in the hateful cabin. eight. Hateful eight. Yeah. Yeah. The, he shot that like all on film. Yeah. And like did the entire movie in like one fucking set, like out in the middle of nowhere and yeah, the freezing like, cold. Like they lived in that cabin. <laughs> like that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. Like he's doing shit that nobody else is doing. Like yeah. They're all at the George Lucas school of directing. You just sit in a chair and stare at a monitor. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Thanks, George Lucas. I love your movies. You're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> oh, God, he's on the podcast. 
Why did you kill everyone's childhood, I guess? That's what people say on the internet. <laughs> Money. Well, there you go, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are we watching next time, Jeff? I think uh, people at home might be able to figure it out. Uh, I think it's the one with the Roman numeral 2. That's the one. We're going to be watching Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. Now this one... Now this is going to be a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we won't... Well, we're going to fucking tangent off like a million times. I don't think we can get through a regular conversation without tangenting off. Our whole lives are tangents, me and you. (laughs) We're just like two tangent black holes running into each other into space. Like, what even happens when that happens? I don't know. I'm not fucking... I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know. We could get him on the podcast. Probably. Because why not? What's he doing? Just being hugely (laughs) successful at everything he does. He's not super busy being an actual fucking scientist or anything. He could be on our Star Trek podcast. Yeah. I I think we can get him. Next time we're doing Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan... Uh, I, we don't even have like an email or anything. Anybody could write emails into. We will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have a Twitter. Shit. We will by the time this comes out. We will have all that stuff. Uh, I guess we'll put it in the description. Yeah, we'll put it there, and <laughs> and we'll I'll, I'll tweet it on mine, and you can tweet it. So we'll give out our twitters. Yeah. Let's just give out our. Josh twitters. will tweet it to his twenty one thousand followers, and I'll um, tweet it to my two hundred and fifty six. Twenty one point one. Okay, oh get it right. God. I've disgraced you. I let I left out the point one. What is your Twitter? My Twitter is at underscore Jeff Pennington. Okay, and mine is at Henderson, 1983, the you year that Stranger Things happened. <laughs> Josh was a baby that year. I was a baby. He, he still is in a lot of ways. <laughs> 150-year-old baby. Man, if I live to be 150, I will be a 150-year-old man baby. If I live to be 150-year-old, kill me. I don't want to live that long. You heard it here first, folks. Unless we get cool lasers and stuff. What if you get to be like a robot? Oh, I would definitely do that. I People talk about that all the time. They're like, in the future, we're going to have like cyborg upgrades and stuff. Yeah, and man. We'll be able to put our brains in robot bodies. And people are like, oh, that sounds horrible. Do you want to learn math? Just learn it. Just and plug like, it in. What okay. world do you live on where being an awesome robot sounds bad? A shitty one. That's a shitty, backwards-ass way of thinking. The Prime Directive would state that all life is sacred, even cybernetic life. There was a whole episode about that, actually. Yeah. Hugh. That one? Are you talking about the data? Uh, I'm talking the about data. the data episode. The data episode, yeah. Where data gets put on trial for being an appliance. Yeah. That's a good one. That That's is a, a good, good one. one. We should have talked about that. Maybe maybe <laughs> next time. <laughs> maybe in 300,000 episodes of M-Class Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening, if anybody did. Thank you for listening. If this ever actually comes out, who knows? We could both get struck down dead by a V'ger orifice. That would be an issue. The podcast that never was. Oh. I've been on a few of those. <laughs> oh, see you later, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>